Hey man, check it out. Nerd news now is happening. But wait, there's some people missing. Jerickson, Wildman, and Mark. He got into a big blue box and just went away. We don't know what happened to him. She went to the uh, Bill and Ted box, left, came back. Now she's a warrior. I don't know. Uh, we got a whole bunch of stuff, and uh, we'll call Mark in a second. Nerd news now. <laughs> Hey, nerd news now. All the this... news. You may address me by my wasteland name, Calamity Jen. <laughs> I love it. Did, are you reading that book? Did you read <laughs> <Yeah>. Calamity Kate? <laughs> no. <laughs> See, so check it out. Mark's not here, but he's, uh, like I said, he's in the booth. Mm -hmm. So we're going to call him. And then speakerphone. He can talk about all this stuff way more than we can. Hey. hey, Mark, you're with uh, Calamity Jen and Chaz, regular Chaz, on Nerd News Now. How are you, sir? I see. It's weird. Uh, I'm basically like seven seconds behind you, but I'm with you in the present, which is the future when I'm looking at my computer screen and seeing you guys. So. It's because you're in the TARDIS. That's the problem. It's very, I am very much in the TARDIS, and it is like pretty disorienting to look seven seconds into your past. But uh, you look great. Or did you uh, did you find me any extra toilet paper while you were out pillaging? Uh, later, later. That's when the sun goes down. Okay, got it. It's called breaking and entering. Oh, <laughs> yeah. My bad. Wow, what, what, what crazy times we're living in, huh? Mm -hmm. I figure that this outfit might look just pretty normal in like a week or so. Yeah, maybe. I hope not. Um, uh, with, with all the hoarding of stuff that's going on, uh, Pharrell's kind of a weird one, but uh, I, I don't know if people, were people just not washing their hands before, or what is the deal? People are lazy, number one. A lot of people True. don't wash their hands. I wash my hands all the time. Just, that's just If I handle money, if I do anything, I, I wash my hands. I don't like anything on my hands. So I'm constantly doing that, but I don't like hand sanitizer. It makes my hands feel weird. Because it's putting something on my hand. Yeah. Like, I even eat a hamburger with a knife and fork. Shoot me. That's my... Well, you, you said you eat a hamburger with a knife and a fork? I do, because I don't like anything on my hands. Oh, that makes sense, though. And plus, there's a lot of crazy hamburgers out there. Like, I think Carl's Jr. now has the kind with fried cheese in the middle. A little bit overblown, but I mean, I'd eat it. Well, I'm going to tell you what. I had a fried some cheese inside of a patty at uh, Gordon Ramsay's place, or one of his places in Las Vegas, and it was delicious. Totally worth the lots of money I paid for. <laughs> uh, the only, yeah, the only thing better than that is probably like a fried portobello mushroom with cheese in it inside of the patty. Uh, man, I'm, I'm a meat eater. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I just said with a patty also. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, you get you get the veggies and the meat, but but look, the veggie it has fr uh, cheese and then fried batter around it. So is it really a veggie? No, I don't think so. Yeah, that's true. I'm Chaz. I gotta have the meats <laughs> when it comes to hamburgers. <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. So by the way, uh, Jen's dressed and uh, mm -hmm. Gucci tonight. <laughs> It's Gucci Apocalypse. That's right. <laughs> no, she's going to have her own line in Target, I'm sure, with the Apocalypse coming. You I, could trade I, this outfit for uh, two rocks and an empty can. <laughs> so. I don't know. Some of this is kind of expensive. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> There'll be knockoffs. Yeah. No, not I, do, this. I, I have my, my face guard, so I'm good. You do have a face guard. Mm -hmm. 
those look like they hurt. No. Well, this. Oh, this thing. Yeah, you can punch someone. Right on. We're on Jen's nice side. Good side tonight. I, get, I don't have anything to drink, so that's, that makes me sad. But I'd have a way to do it if I Whiskey. need it. Cool, man. So what are we doing tonight, bud? Man, uh, well, you know, with all this stuff going on, I'd say first, uh, keeping it a little bit light, uh, what is the one item that you would hoard or that you stockpile on? What, what is your comfort item in pending situations like this? I was about to say the comic books count because I couldn't go to those. I know, we, we kind of already do hoard comic books. It's clear. I, I think you're good on that. I think mine, mine is probably uh, Jelly Bellies. Oh, if we're talking about food, mine's orange juice. Oh, man. Uh, M&M's. M&M's good. Yeah. But it's something, like, to keep, to keep, I don't know, man. Like, one thing, and it's, I bet my kid's not saying it now. Like, mm -hmm. I'll go to the, the grocery store, and I'll get, like, four or five cases of water, right? And then when it gets down to, like, three or four, like, I'll get like, three more. It's because I live upstairs, and I don't, like, log, I just want to log them all up at one time. Uh-huh. So, I mean, this is well before everybody's pack rack and their, their stuff, so... You're allowed to tap water or what? Uh, I don't like the tap water. I have a very sensitive taste, uh, like, sense of taste. And I, like, even going to, like, the bars, I can taste the sanitizer water in the beer or in the mix. Oh. Like, it's really, really... I mean, it can be good sometimes, but tap water, it's just... But anyway, so I, I, I guess I poured uh, bottled water, but this was way beforehand. Now, people, now, I'm going to be like, when those Popeye's chicken sandwiches were unavailable, people are selling like $20 a pop. Yeah. But yeah, we currently have at the store really nice smelling Lysol. It's a an ap green apple and aloe. And I'm just like, this is a $50 can of yeah. Lysol I'm using right now. I mean, on the open market, in the wasteland market, it's a expensive can of Lysol that I have to use. Well, there's a uh, Harley-Davidson of Houston put out, if you buy a motorcycle, you'll get a case of bleach, a case of uh, Lysol spray, and like two cases of water <laughs> with your purchase. And I thought Rock that was on. brilliant. That would go right with my outfit. It would. <laughs> it really would. <laughs> I am wearing motorcycle boots. They're really hard to walk in, by the way. <laughs> Actually, you know, I think they did have toilet paper on there. I showed Bill, mm -hmm. and this was like several days ago, but uh, yeah, I think it was bleach, Lysol. It may have been toilet paper and not water, actually. Yeah, flip it. But either way, it's a pretty good deal. New world economy, TP <laughs> and Lysol. <sighs> I almost feel like we're on the brink of uh, The Walking Dead. Oh, no, because to do that, we would have to have ten really bored seasons first. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> or, sorry, sorry, you know, we could do the breakdown. It would probably be, like, one okay season, five great seasons, two okay seasons, and then what is going on? But, uh, you know what, If since you opened that portal, let's address that. Are either of you caught up? No. no, I haven't I have been no caught up on. on. Yeah. I know they're in Whisper so, War. That's it. So, but but you know the comic the comic ended already, and uh, you guys know what happened to Alpha, the Alpha and Negan thing, or do you at least remember the cover? Oh, I know exactly what happens. Like they don't, it, they don't. Do, it's not very long before something big happens with Alpha. 
Well, you know, it's weird because in the show always, uh, one of the reasons why it tends to drag is because there's been moments in it where it'll take, you know, 10 episodes to get through two issues and then all the good stuff they blow past, you know, they'll blow past like 10 great issues in, in an episode or two. Um, like they never, they didn't do a great job with the uh, Fear of the Hunters storyline, but so the thing that happened to Alpha happened to Alpha. I don't know if we want to say it on the air, but, uh, but uh, yeah. Negan and Alpha, but they, they did do, they did, before it happened, they did recreate that famous cover where, you know, Negan and Alpha have that sort of like Casablanca embrace. So yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure some people still find it interesting, but to be honest, guys, there is so much stuff now and there's so much stuff that's more compelling kind of uh you know maybe it has the fact to do with the comics and the the bank so to speak and there's uh you just kind of know what's coming and then because every episode is directed by a different director and every two seasons are done by a different showrunner maybe it just doesn't have that uh rewatchability even though you're seeing it for the first time if that makes any sense because it's just like you for the key stuff they were always pretty good about letting it play out on screen based almost solely on charlie adler's great uh, art right so um it, it's still a high quality show it's just not something i'm super interested in at the moment which is unfortunate because uh it was an awesome comic and uh the fact that I think Kirkman had, I guess, the courage to end it when he did, uh, I don't really remember that ever happening in a comic, and that was almost like uh, a year ago. I'm still thinking about it, but, uh, yep. yeah, that. I think with... Walking Dead. Yeah, you know how uh, Game of Thrones, uh, when they shortened the season, but everybody wanted more because they could have told more of the story? Yeah. I think Walking Dead is like the exact opposite. It's like, give us less. Like give us all the good stuff mm-hmm. because man those carol episodes just drag me down <laughs> those are the episodes that start getting up and like cleaning the house and it's always the same pity story with her it's just like come on like give me somebody else kill her already and let's uh let's introduce a new character but i mean where i'm at in the series she's still alive but when it's a carol episode i'm like that on cool <laughs> but uh yeah yeah, that was a character, actually, though, that in the show, the first, you know, few seasons after she showed up, uh, was much more well done than the Carol of the uh, comics, because in the comics, and since this happened eight years ago, I'll spoil it, but in the comics, you know, I think, doesn't she kind of just, uh, you know, she has her daughter alive, and she was in this abusive relationship that she escapes, but for some reason in the comics, even though she has that daughter uh, she just decides to walk onto, you know, one of the hard top courts in the prison to a tether, like kind of basically a tether ball zombie and just end it. And uh, that was always very disappointing in the comic, only because, you know, she was one of the few parents that was in the series. Obviously, you have Rick and Carl, which was the main dynamic. But other than that, you know, people lost their families and she uh, kind of left her daughter on her own. So when. Carol was played by Melissa McBride on the show. I was like, "This is great. This is like a complete turnaround." But you're not. But now you're right in that you know we've seen her and Daryl and Eugene and Rosita for just like 
you know, five, six, seven seasons now, and maybe it's just time for, uh, you know, they, they do kill off bigger characters, but I think the problem that happens when they don't kill off big characters is they just run them into the ground. It's kind of like if you ever watch Lost, it's sort of like the episode where Hurley just drove a car for an hour and ate, ate ranch out of a big bucket. That sounds like something my inner fat kid would totally do. Oh, it was, it was actually <laughs> kind of cool. But, you know, it's just one of those sort of like walking and talking episodes where, you know, people just want to see action. Or you could be best using that time to build up other characters uh, because they have had a few characters and ones that were more uh, fleshed out in the comics as well yeah. that just sort of went by the wayside or they were forced to kill them off in lieu of the the stars with bigger contracts, but uh, I also think right now I kind of want to watch happy stuff, but uh, but I've kind of been over The Walking Dead for probably about two seasons now. I finally started yesterday. I've tried, been trying to do this for I don't know how many years this thing's been out, but I finally started Jericho, because I was like, I need a post-apocalyptic something, <laughs> and I couldn't find the stand. <laughs> Yeah, um, that, that that's a good option. Um, that was with, uh, that starred Luke Perry, right? No, that's Skeet Ulrich. Was it? Jericho? Which one am I thinking of? I don't know which one I'm thinking of then. Fluffy. Riverdale. Because <laughs> there was one with, uh, from either HBO or Showtime and it had Theo Huxtable. So I don't know which one I was thinking of. <laughs> It's back in 1989. Awesome store. You can go in, especially Fridays and Saturday nights, and uh, rent VHS tapes and later on DVDs. Mm -hmm. Take them to your house. And it was kind of like Redbox. You had a, yep, but in you person. Walked in, yeah, you walked into a store. And you'd have to like elbow check people when a new movie came out? That is right. I worked in in high school, worked for a blockbuster. Right. Getting uh, ready for It is those. 2006. Getting ready for new release date was crazy. Yep. It should be like 50 copies of like whatever. Adam yep. Family Values, 50 copies. <laughs> really? <laughs> of Adam Family Values when that came out, of course. Uh, Those were the big movies at the time. Okay. Maybe not 50 copies, but you got at least 20 of them. Because <laughs> on that Friday, Saturday, you got everybody who wants them. Speaking about movies, Mark. Yeah. The box office hit a 25-year low due to this coronavirus. What do you have to say about that? Um, I think people were you know, either a little more hesitant to go out or they were just trying to find toilet paper, man. I, I don't know if there was really much more to it than that. I think a lot of the theater chains were trying to sort of curtail their concerns by... Uh, allowing for what they were called like spaced seating so they so essentially like you know nowadays most theaters you go on fandango or um or just directly to your theater's website and you can purchase uh reserve tickets online you pick the seats well you would do that and you know half of it would be grayed out and then they would suggest uh you know basically 
I don't know. I don't know if it was automatically doing it, but I think they would they would either suggest uh, a seat uh, in between each person or between each group if you, if you didn't want to do that. So I don't know if uh, I don't know if that would calm my concerns too much if I didn't want to go out. I, I just think uh, I'll, I'll I'll be honest. Like even before all of this. Uh, it, it's, I get really jumpy if someone is just hacking up a lung or coughing in a theater. I don't know. How, how do you guys feel about that? Coughing I would be nervous about, but I, I see people giving other people's side eye when they sneeze. I'm like, going, that is a 100% sure sign they do not have corona. That's yeah, well, yeah, cold. you're talking about now, but I'm just talking about in general. Like, is there anything that people do in a movie theater that make you cringe or kind of be like, oh, I just wish I was at home on my couch now. Take off their shoes. That is the worst. That is the worst. I mean, stuff like that needs to definitely be addressed all the time, too. Um, Because, hey, uh, you know, (laughs) that's not not something that uh, I don't think promotes promotes health. And certainly, if it's making someone on edge, that's going to... You know, just drive them a little nuts. But uh, as far as this stuff goes, I mean, if you want to see a movie, go see a movie. It's just I, I, I do think that the yeah, you don't the need to take space, off your clothes. The space idea is good. Mm-mm. And have a snack, man. What's up with these people having full blown meals? Uh, I eat at the movie theater. They deliver it right to my seat. I have my burger. Okay, I got you on that. But I'm telling you what, did, did I tell you guys about Birds of Prey? When that you did. Huh? Yeah, you did. Yeah, when that guy, he had like five full, I'm talking about full meals. Like, you got burger and fries, it's fine. But I'm talking about, the dude had like a knife and fork, the gravy, and like had sides off of a side plate. It was ridiculous. You don't need to have Thanksgiving dinner during a movie theater movie, laid back with your shoes kicked off, and you're talking to your uh, wife or your date or whatever. It doesn't need to happen. Oh, Miss Jen, just to kind of circle back on this, Jeremiah was the show I was thinking of. So, so two, so two words that start with J E R, Jericho and Jeremiah, and two apocalyptic shows. And this one has uh, Luke Perry. Um, and uh, the synopsis, if you don't remember, this was from 2002. The synopsis is in the year 2021, more than a decade, more than a decade after a deadly virus wiped out. Everyone over the age of puberty, grief-stricken loner Jeremiah goes in search of a hollow sector, a haven his father told him would be the key to his continued survival. So there you go. There's there's another one uh, I never watched, but I always heard great things about. It was on Showtime. Uh, I think it only lasts two seasons. It was from, uh, yeah, 35 episodes, two seasons, 02 to 04. But that's kind of an eerie premise. I didn't know that as I was reading it, and now I'm kind of sad that I read it, but it's fine. Everything's fine. Malcolm Jamal in it. That's good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's the one one I was thinking of. I I think uh, Jericho might have been on, like, CBS or something, or or maybe Fox or CW, but Jeremiah was... uh, you know, one of those first, uh, well, at that time, it was probably competing with The Sopranos and a bunch of other stuff, Maybe. but uh, Showtime and HBO always have a lot, have had high-quality shows for, like, the last 20 years, so that's a good one if you are in the mood for kind of apocalyptic wasteland-type stuff. I would say that one, and I would also say, uh, have either of you seen A Boy and His Dog with Don Johnson? What a weird movie. No. Maybe, maybe we need to watch The Long Road. The Long Road would probably be better for... Oh, uh, but did it have a talking dog? Did it have Benji and he's talking oh, in it? No, thank you. 
You don't like talking dogs? Is that is that your I mean, biggest fear? No, it's not a fear at all. It's just like, I don't no. know. I know some people who that's a fear for, I guess, just because they're worried about animals becoming, like, completely sentient, I guess. Like an animosity? Like, yeah, well, mean, yeah. I mean, that's... Uh, that's all. Uh, that's another good. Uh, uh, would you? I don't know if that would be considered like a, a plague, but it's definitely a. It's definitely a situation. Animosity. <laughs> it definitely does away with a lot of human beings. It, it, yeah, that uh, it, it most certainly does, and I guess just around this out real quick. Hey, why the last man? If you want to read about mm-hmm. like a, a yep. scary instant play, why the last man? But that's a that's a solid comic, and I hope that show gets made at some point. <laughs> That's a very popular trade. It gets it gets yeah. bought out every time we get one. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think it's been you know making buzz since uh, being picked up by FX. Unfortunately, I, I mean they've been canceling, not canceling, but they've been uh, they replaced Yorick, the main actor, and they replaced the showrunner before that, and then like two head writers. And <laughs> so right now it's in a production hell. Never replaced monkey. Oh okay. But uh, Chaz, back to uh, sorry, I, I we roundabout went into uh, some sort of like Walking Dead episode where Negan eats a bucket of ranch for an episode. Uh, the so the box office, like you mentioned, twenty five year low. What that was, it was a, a total of only fifty million for the top ten. That's the lowest since ninety five. Uh, within that, of course, onward uh, from Pixar was number one last week. It dropped an incredible. Uh, Pixar fund, uh, 71%, which is unheard of for a Pixar movie. So uh, that was that's disappointing. And, you know, unfortunately, obviously, a lot of people are going to be feeling an uh, economic pinch right now. Mm-hmm. But you hope at some point these movies kind of get a second chance or a second life. Because I think, uh, especially with Pixar films, you know it was going to do better than that, and it deserved better um, uh, Miss Jen, this one's for you. Uh, Bloodshot still almost met its expectations with 9.3 million. I'm so And I know that once all this passes, you will be encouraging people to go see that because that was a fun one, right? Every, everyone that I have talked into going to see the movie has really loved it. So it's just a matter of getting people to like just go out there and watch this flick and give it a chance. You will like it. It's a great popcorn movie. You don't have to know anything about Bloodshot to enjoy it. You just have to know like you like action flicks. Because it's not even really, it's not really sci-fi even. It's kind of just straight-up action coolness. And, and without too many spoilers, um, does that one do anything to sort of set up a possible Valiant Cinematic Universe? Or does it really just stand alone and not really branch out to any other characters? It's interesting, but some, for some reason DMG's uh, hold on Valiant... They did not let them have anything except for pure bloodshot stuff. So um, the most you get in the movie is the reference to uh, Rising Spirit because that's the name of the the building organization that you see him uh, end up in. So that's as close as you get to anything. I really, really begged them to add like five seconds at the very end of the film as a post-trailer scene. I gave them two choices that would totally get them there without having to spend hardly any money or hire any expensive actors or so that it would allow them to use whoever they wanted for those parts and they just, they could not get them to say yes. It makes me nuts. Hmm. You should just shoot it yourself and then put it on YouTube. I will. I'll say here's two possible endings. It would have been awesome. 
Just add it in uh, for the yeah. DVD. That'd be awesome. That'd be killer. I need a bad guy and a dog, <clears throat> and I need a fancy elevator and an office building and a secretary, and I can do sh shoot two endings. That would be amazing. I'll play the secretary. Okay, excellent. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, Chaz, we, we uh, missed you last week, buddy, but were you able to see Invisible Man? No, I wanted to, though. I love it. Uh, guess guys. what? You can now see that on Friday. Come home. Oh, really? Already? From your Chaz Cave, Bat Cave, wherever you want. You can, uh, they are doing an unprecedented move. Uh, you, Universal has decided, because of all this and, you know, being cost uh, viewers and money at the box office, they are going to, even though Invisible Man came in third this week, uh, and even though it was not supposed to be released for months, uh, they're going to put it streaming on demand along with The Hunt uh, and Emma, which uh, Emma's definitely some counter-programming to those other two because mm -hmm. the first two are horror movies, and then uh, Emma just looks like a super fun uh, periodic piece. But um, that, and then I know you're excited for this, Trolls World Tour. You will be able to... Uh, buy it and watch it on April 10th. I know you've been counting down the days to that Trolls World Tour movie. Uh, no. The price, suggest the price for that, for all those will be $19.99. Now, despite everything that's going on, obviously, like a lot of people, probably would prefer to stay indoors right now. But in normal circumstances, do you like the idea of a brand new movie being available um, on its release date, or or maybe even a couple weeks af after, uh, paying about a twenty dollar price point, considering that you know obviously you could have multiple people able to watch it and maybe save money on tickets if you were going to buy multiple tickets, and you can provide your own snacks and probably save money that way or get whatever food you want. Uh, so twenty dollars for a movie that's currently in the theater, but you can watch it in the comfort of your home. What do you guys think? I think that for, it depends on the movie. Like, um, I I think that it would have been a disservice to Bloodshot specifically to not have seen it in the big screen at least once. Because I did see it on the small screen first <laughs> on a hotel TV, for, for the matter of fact. So um, I, I will tell you, having seen it that way first and then seen it on the big screen with all the, the actual sound and, the, like, the gut punch of the, that kind of reverberation and the really great... Uh, uh, upgrade for the visuals that was I mean I, I don't think that people would like it as much if that was their mm -hmm. first experience with that movie but for things that are like more simple like Emma mm -hmm. that makes I mean you're everyone has pretty good sound systems and TVs in their houses now so that I think all those are fine to do it with but I, all your sci-fi and action flicks I don't know if it's gonna be as cool yeah Legion M that I work with a lot of my co-owner with Legion M when uh, for the most part when Legion comes out with movies, they'll do it kind of like a week afterwards. Because mm -hmm. uh, granted, it's a smaller company, so they'll, they're only releasing to an X amount of uh, uh, movie houses. Sure. So, for instance, like Jane Silent Bob, like that was that was one, or the the Alien documentary that was mm -hmm. another one, where you could just buy the night of, mm -hmm. which was cool. So, like for movies like that, I agree with Jen for sure because I would want to see Bloodshot. I haven't seen it yet, but I'd much rather see a movie like that. Or any of the Marvel movies mm -hmm. like in, a, in a big screen with all the sounds make my, my chair rumble. But uh, yeah, anything else? I mean, I, what are you gonna do? I think it's a good idea because yeah, I mean, it, like we don't want to see these movies in our house. Some of them, but the other ones, I mean, why not? 
I mean, they're going to have to make their money somehow. So if you put them out oh, for yeah. rent, because um, there's movie theaters that's closing down all over us. Yeah, well, there's, yeah there, there's movie theaters closing down all over. There's been some ordinance set by big cities. Nothing uh, for certain in our area of Houston yet. But, uh, you know, like New York, Illinois, Ohio, uh, you cannot go to the movies right now. So I think for, you know, if people, I'm sure there might be one person that, like, had Trolls World Tour on their calendar, right? So in that case... Good news for them, but also I think people are interested in the hunt. They're interested in Emma. A lot of people hadn't been able to make it to Invisible Man yet, but that got such high uh, Rotten Tomato ratings uh, for a horror movie and such good word of mouth. I know people will check that out, and it's a way to recoup money because right now, I mean, you can't really pause and then bring those back in the middle of May. Like, I think it's kind of done. Like, um, they had their big surgeons in week one and two, and then. You know, typically in in Hollywood, you have a, a 50% or more uh, drop off. So it's it's kind of like at some point, you know, once it's out of the bag, it's like there's no real reason to spend that you know distribution money to put it back into the theater. And I think this is probably a very good test period for uh, executives who who have been proponents of this, saying, hey, you know, especially like Miss Jen said, like art house films. Um, I've done that in the past when they're available because uh, there might be one theater within an hour drive that some of these movies are at. I mean, if there's a movie that's only in 500 theaters in the United States, that's uh, 10 per state, and you know that not every state has 10. Like Rhode Island, it may not be in Rhode Island. It might be like 20 in New York or whatever. So I like the option of that, but uh, for something now, would you guys be – what would your feelings be if, say, like in two weeks, um, there's kind of a, you know, everything's not normalized. Do you think Disney should, would, or should or would or could possibly do this with Black Widow? Or do you think that's something that they should just push back as far as they can to make sure that gets a big screen release? I, I, I specifically think for any of um, something that's the big caliber like that, like uh, Chaz's, I think that they sh- they have to wait. I mean, if there's a lot of money and effort put into those films, there's no way they're going to make the money back for that kind of release as a home release, because I can't imagine people being like, I'm going to pony up the money for that. I'd rather go see that in the big screen. Yeah. Plus a movie like that, you get like your friends together. Mm-hmm. Like, hey man, everybody chip in five bucks instead of the you know the mm-hmm. seventeen fifty that you don't re- normally be paying. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I think if they did it for Black Widow, you would see a much higher price point. I just think at this point, you know, Universal is just trying something, and mm-hmm. uh, some, sometimes uh, the greatest uh, invention comes out of necessity, right? So mm-hmm. maybe, I mean, if you were ever going to try it, this is the time to try it. Like, you wouldn't be able to justify to a room full of executives like, hey, the box office is booming, we got, you know, uh, movies are making, the top movies making making $100 million every week, you want to release this straight to TV? They would think you were nuts. But in this yeah. situation where it's like unprecedented lows, and you also want to try to give um, people an outlet to fulfill their, you know, entertainment needs, and uh, I, I think we're starting to see that in other ways, like uh, Frozen 2 came to Disney+, Plus, I believe, three or four months early. Yes. Uh, so, so that so the kids uh, have something to watch now. That's cool, and I think they're going to do the same thing with uh, Star Wars. Um, 
Okay I, think they're, I think they're going to do that same thing because, you know, that's another way, you know, it's like seven bucks a month to get Disney Plus. Uh, there was, uh, there was, you know, a few drops in subscriptions after uh, Baby Yoda took a 10-month uh, nap here. But, I, you know, obviously when Mandalorian comes back, when the Marvel shows come back, you're going to see a spike in Disney Plus. But for now, I think it's uh, both a nice move for customers that already have it and an intriguing move if you don't. It's like, wait, Frozen? I mean, because I would assume if you were to rent Frozen 2 through your local cable provider or Amazon or, um, you know, a place where you rent it digitally for 48 hours, it's going to be like 6 bucks anyway. So you could pay $7 well, like, for a whole month of Disney Plus. 12, 15 bucks. Oh, wow. What, Frozen 2? Yeah, like iTunes, they, they're always like uh, a brand new release. It's like $12 yeah. or whatever to rent it. So. Oh, I mean, wow, yeah. And, and see, it's not even available to rent yet, but I'm just thinking that no, if that's you didn't what I'm have saying. Disney Plus, that $7 price point would be pretty great. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. It's amazing. But as far as uh, if they were to uh, let us stream Black Widow and like jack up the price like big time, uh, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even watch it because it's just me, you know? Even if it was me and somebody else, I mean, that they jack it up to like 35, 20 bucks is already, like, just for me, it's like, eh, I don't know. Some, so. of, some of these movies, like, part of the enjoyment of them is getting together with a bunch of other people, either your friends or just a general audience that loves it as much as you. That's why I love to go on opening night, because the energy is so high. Yeah. It just brings something more to the film. Yeah, because it's like we're all here for something. Mm-hmm. And I also think it's important for uh, Black Widow because it's kind of hard to remember, but this is going to be the first uh, solo, you know, female lead-driven Marvel movie because you know the Ant-Man and the Wasp. It was and the Wasp. So I think it's very important for this one to succeed because when people look at the numbers, you know, they're not going to take everything into account. They're just going to see the numbers, and I want I want them to give Black Widow. Uh, a chance and I think the same thing like obviously I think Wonder Woman can make money despite anything going on oh, but I, I, I do not I would not I would think if, if there was movies that you would not put direct to uh, you know digital rentals it would be uh, those two like you gotta whatever you gotta do if you gotta push it back till September or later you gotta save Wonder Woman 84 and Black Widow for the big screen in my opinion well hey uh, you know uh, Jen brings up a very good point, which I was kind of like raising an eyebrow to. What about Captain Marvel? She's uh, she's got her own, you know. She was the first one, I believe. Oh, you you guys are right. I uh, remember I stepped back and then out of time. I've been all over the place today. <laughs> That's true. So. Yeah, and in reality, you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Your timeline is all messed up. It's all messed up. That, no, you're right. Um, and that one did exceptional. Um, and I think that uh, I mean there hasn't been a failure of a Marvel movie yet. So I, I think that you, as a company, you would probably stand the most to lose um, by putting in what basically one of the MCU movies on that digital service. So if Disney was to try it out, I do not think it will be uh, with that one. Now a movie I would like to see released, um, we've talked about before, is New Mutants. Because I feel like, I don't know if people were going to rush to the theater and see that, so no. would you guys be intrigued if they threw that on Hulu or Disney Plus, like, tomorrow? I might watch it, because that's more like a horror movie, so if horror movies are successful going that way, then maybe it would be the right thing for it. Yeah, there's nothing about that trailer that says Marvel, or X-Men, or nothing. 
No, and you know what? You know what's crazy about that one? Um, it had been reported for months that, you know, and this was during, like, sort of the uh, Fox-Disney merger, but it had been reported for a while that uh, they were trying to do reshoots to make it more of a horror movie, and that they had done reshoots, and then, like, last week, the director came out and said there was never any reshoots. So that means the movie's just been sitting there for, what, like a year and a half? So at this point, just let just let us watch it and see what happens. How about this? Uh, make it a, a, a new Mutants movie instead of being all horror. Like, make it a movie we want to see, man. <laughs> Not really sure that I ever read a New Mutants issue and thought this is horror. But... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I don't understand what they're doing with this. Or give it a new title and release it as a horror movie. Yeah, um, that's what they should have done. I mean, they should have just said, hey, five kids in an asylum, go, and not really tie it to anything. Um, So, as I mentioned, Black Widow uh, has not been, they have not moved that from the uh, early May release date. However, they have pushed back uh, Fast and Furious 9. Oh, no, tell me you're kidding. Well, Bond 25, which I know Miss Jen was upset about. Um, so Mulan, Quiet Place 2, Lovebirds, and the aforementioned New Mutants. If you could watch one of those on time, which one would it be? Blonde. What about you, Chaz? What if I, if I had to watch it, like, in the theater? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, like, like to not have been pushed back. Oh, yeah, um, uh, Mulan. I, <laughs> I take it not Fast and Furious Nine. Now there is there are rumors that Mulan could go to Disney Plus. I mean, I think that would be a huge um, loss of money for them. But uh, well, you know, this I mean, that, weekend, is, that is definitely something that would spike um, subscribers for sure. This past weekend, I got onto the uh, Disney like whole like real world redone movies mm-hmm. or whatever, and I was like, yeah, I mean, these are kind of cool. So like, yeah, I probably I, I, because of I've been watching all of those, I would go Mulan. Just because that's what I'm watching right now. Dumbo wasn't all that great. Have you seen Dumbo, the live action Dumbo? I didn't see it. Wasn't all that great. I figured Tim Burton and Disney. I was like, cool. So Tim Burton's like vision or whatever's there. You can tell it's Tim Burton movie, but I don't remember any of it. Like any, like I remember watching Dumbo when as a kid, as a kid. So like Lion King, I'm watching. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this part because of the animated version. Mm-hmm. This is what happens. Yep. Dumbo, and there was not a single thing. Except for him going up to the trailer with his mom. Other than that, I was clueless. Absolutely clueless. But I did like... uh, I reimagined it for you. Yeah, he reimagined it. Like, it was just a whole new movie. I did like Danny DeVito as the ringleader, and then uh, as the old villain, Michael Keaton. I was like, dude! Yeah, that was cool. But anyway, yeah, uh, so Mulan. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, And I think... uh, I think Mulan probably... That's the one where I think that there's a lot they could add there. Um, just visually with the live-action battle scenes and um, that, because uh, I, I don't think they're going to do like a shot-for-shot remake on that. There's not going to be talking animals. Uh, so that's actually the, the live-action remake uh, that I've been most looking forward to. So hopefully, you know, once we get past all this, that'll come out and do well. Um, I might have asked... Uh, this before, but um, if if you could remake one of the classic Disney cartoons that has not been done live action yet, live action, which one would it be? Fox and the Hound. Oh, that's a that's a nightmare of a movie. What? 
Yeah, I just, because I always just think, we're going to be best friends forever, 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 forever. Like, that that movie is very traumatic for me. But you know what? Like, one one time I watched that back-to-back with E.T. Why did I do that? I don't know. That that was a very that's a one two get punch. That's you just a sad like, one. Cry a lot. Huh? Did you just cry a lot. You, you felt like you yeah. To cry? No, I did. Yeah. Um. But you know what's crazy? And I think this goes for most Disney movies. But the source material hasn't even even. I was gonna say worse, but I mean like sadder, devastating ending for Fox and the Hound. So mm-hmm. if, if if the if the Disney animated version gets you, never read the book. Don't read the book. Well, if we're talking about just, like, Disney cartoons in general, I would like to see a Darkwing Duck movie in live action. That'd be kind of fun and just kooky and crazy. But uh, if one of the movies, maybe Rescuers? Rescuers oh. Down Under? Oh, that would be such a good one. That'd be a good one. Oh, is, that, is FIFO, is that Disney? Uh, I believe so. I don't know. FIFO goes west. Oh, it's, I like FIFO. <laughs> but I don't know. Well, any one of those, man. I've told they got my money for it. Unless it's thirty-five dollars on a streaming service, <laughs> then no. <clears throat> but uh, you know, so that's everything that's going on. And you know, a lot of people are turning to social media for news and information, and sometimes entertainment. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy director uh, James Gunn released a uh, suggestion of ten movies that he called his quarantine and chill list. So I thought I would read these to you guys and just be honest, and I will be honest as well. How many of these movies that James Gunn suggested to watch while people are maybe imposing a self-quarantine or just have some downtime coming up? How many of these have you guys personally seen? We'll just sort of go down the list quick. We can just tell you right now, sir. But (laughs) We can just tell you right now. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, sure, with, with the technology yeah. of a digital print, sure. But uh, Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice, seen it or not? No. Villainous? No. Mm-mm. Pretty Poison? No. The Wanderers? No. Mother? No. Mm-mm. One Cut of the Dead? No. And the next one is like the only one on this list I have seen. Bad Lieutenant... Port of Call, New Orleans. No. No. That is Nick Cage being Nick Cage. Um, oh, the, the, Yellow, the Yellow Sea. I've never heard of this one. 2010 directed no. by Na Hong Jin. Mm-mm. Uh, Hail the Conquering Hero from 1944. I mean, that's most likely on this list of things that I might have seen because I love old film, but I have never even heard of that one. Yeah, like that one might have been on like Turner Classic Movies in the background or something one day, right? But that, that's by Preston Surges. And then uh, Duck, You Sucker, A Fistful of Dynamite now, by that, Sergio Leone. Is that uh, Dynamite or is that Dolomite? Because I see that Duck, You Sucker. <laughs> no, no, yeah, kind of like that, but uh, that's definitely not. Because um, I, I was like, that oh, is not Rudy Ray Moore's Dolomite. And if you, and also if you haven't seen My Name Is Dolomite starring Eddie Murphy on Netflix, uh-huh. that's something I would binge. I would watch that. Yeah, one of the things, like as a kid, when you had like the the tourney uh, noms and only like four stations, uh, every Sunday, Channel Twenty, UP Vision or UPN or whatever, was uh, Kung Fu Sundays. So yeah. every once in a while, they would throw Dolomite in there, and you're like, yeah. I mean, it was heavily edited, but uh, I remember Dolomite from back in the day. So when the Eddie uh, Murphy movie came out, I totally watched it. 
I thought he did a really good job. Yeah, I thought uh, it, it actually has some heart to it, huh? Yeah, like it really that, does. that story. So yeah, I mean, obviously not for kids. Adult content in there, and ooh, they show they actually show a clip of the original <laughs> movie at the end. I guess just to make younger people know, hey, this really this was real. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> if, sure. if you saw one of those clips. It's just such a wild. It was such a wild movie. Uh, it, it was just. A, it was an amazing story because at the end of the day, it was just about a guy with a dream. Like I want, you know, I want. I have this vision. Mm-hmm. I know people will like this. They're not making uh, movies for, uh, you know, people that that like me and the, that I know. Yeah. And uh, it was just. It's just really well done, well acted, and. Um, just the uh, the secondary characters and actors are really good in that too. It's just a good cast and well written. Yeah, it was really cool. And you don't even know how, you don't need to know who Dolomite is or was no. to watch it. It was really well done for sure. Uh, no, not at all. Um, we'll go into uh, well, let's say if people have some extra time on their hands, what's a movie that you have nonstop you know, over the last 10, 15 years told people to watch, but you feel like they haven't watched? Like, what's a movie that you wish you could tell, like, the next 10 people to watch and they'll actually watch it? People should go and find a really old film called Marnie. It's got Sean Connery, and I can't remember who the female lead is, but it's a trippy movie. Wait, is that the one where he's wearing, like, a a onesie? uh, Like a Borat bathing suit? Uh, uh, possibly? Or, you know what I'm talking about? No, like, the, it is definitely a Sean Connery movie that I'm thinking of, but what, what, what is Marnie about? Um, it's like a psychological thriller. It's like, um, he like, he like befriends her, and I can't remember what the big twist is, but it's just like a super psychological one. Right, Marnie. Marnie in the bathing suit. Yeah. <laughs> What about, what about you, Chaz? Is there a movie that you try and try and try to suggest to people, but they won't listen? Yes. Actually, there's two. Um, the first one is probably my all-time favorite movie, which is Amadeus. Oh, I've baby. Loved, I've loved that movie since, I mean, since That's I could remember. Stuff. It's so good. I love it. And it's so long, and it's, it's, it takes away half your day if that's what you want. Um, there's another one that I see. So I guess with that one, it's very um, uh, classical, whatever. A lot of people don't jump onto it. But there's another one called Gummo. Or Gummo. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, this one is from the directors of the movie Kids. But oh. this one just kind of went right underneath the, uh, the radar. Um, that one, I love. That one, a lot of people will go back and watch half of it. But it's so, it's almost like it's real. Like it's almost it's almost done like like it, it looks like a documentary mm-hmm. and it's just it's so good and it's so trashy and dirty and mm-hmm. it makes you look at yourself and you're just like huh but uh, those those two for sure I, I like them and I think uh, they both strike people at uh, especially Gummo that'll that'll, that'll That'll show you who you really are. By the way, Marnie is directed by Alfred Hitchcock. That gives you a good idea. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, the movie I'm thinking of is from 74. It's called Zardos. And the trailer is wild. It just keeps saying, Zardos, Zardos, Zardos. And it's, yeah. and it's like him in like a, uh, a, a, like a Borat 
red swimsuit with a gun running around on the beach the whole time. Z A R D O Z. That's the wild one. <laughs> that's that's so funny. Yeah, Zardos is crazy. Um, I, I would say uh, the raid was one that I keep trying to make people watch, and they just won't watch it. What? That that is that is like the ultimate action movie because it's like an hour and forty minutes, mm -hmm. and there's like ten minutes of you know uh, story exposition at the beginning, but essentially there's a guy um outside of of uh, maybe like a thirty story apartment building. And, you know, the bad guy is on the top floor, and it's like a video game. Like, each each flight of stairs is sort of like a, a level. Oh, okay. um, and it's just this awesome martial arts movie, so. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. My other it's... one that's easy to talk people into watching is Ran. Uh, which one? Ran. Uh, by Akira Kurosawa? Yep. Uh, that is a beautiful movie. Yeah. The, the cinematography and just the color structure is so incredible on that one. Yeah, it's a, you've got to watch that every three or four years just to Just enjoy. suggested uh, Wizard of Oz. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. oh yeah. I mean, I guess that, I don't even know if that was like a generational thing, but oh. people, people don't mention it as much. Um, as you would think, but I, I think most people are fairly familiar with it, but that is a movie, that's another movie for me anyway. It was a little bit uh, traumatic. Maybe it was like, you know, I was worried about a house falling on my aunt or something. I don't know. Right. It was just, there's just a lot of uh, uh, the Wicked Witch and the Flying Monkeys. I mean, I guess they were supposed to be a little bit scary, but uh, that, that there's a lot going on in that movie. Huh, might have to check it out for sure. What, Wizard of Oz? No, not the Wizard of Oz, it's Zardoz. So, Zardoz. Oh, Zardoz, yeah, it's heck yeah. Mad, awesome oh, wait, did you say the Wizard of Oz or the Wizard of Zardoz? <laughs> no, I'm going to check out Zardoz because uh, the world only had one book left and most of the title was gone, so that's and what they thought. That was what was left of the title. It read Zardoz. <laughs> I don't know, like, just, you guys watch the trailer after the show because it is wild. No, I'm definitely going to check it out. And the, the music is trippy, and it's just like the perfect 70s movie, really. It's just... Is that uh, Michael Jackson? <laughs> come on down, come on down the road. Well, it hey, is. some other stuff happened. Uh, Westworld <laughs> Season 3, did, he, did anyone see that? No, I, I left Westworld like halfway through Season 1. <laughs> you, became, you realized that it was no longer fun to play with robots, and you left Westworld. It made it sound like that was your last vacation. No, I it left really, Westworld. It really it was. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Jen, did you ever check out the Westworld uh, show on HBO? No, I'm too busy binging uh, Altered Carbon. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that one, season two is, stars uh, Anthony Mackie, right? He's, he, if you had any doubt about his acting ability, if you watch that season, it's like, oh my gosh, he's such a great actor. Awesome. That, that's, that's definitely a show, um, that I need to uh, watch because that, that's only the second season, correct? Correct. So you're, you're okay uh, to catch up. Be easy to, be easy to catch up on that one. Mm -hmm. Um, I would, I would suggest, since we're talking about Zardoz and weird uh, 70s pictures, um, Westworld, the movie with Yul Brenner, if you haven't seen that, check it out. 
and that might and that might be good. You might you might see that for ninety minutes, and it's obviously like old sci-fi, so there's some campy stuff in it. But the structure of the story was really good, and that might be enough of some people. Like Chad said, you left Westworld. You may not even need to enter Westworld the TV show if you just watch Westworld the movie. <laughs> so, oh, that's very cool. So that's a good one. Getting... Um, We're done. Uh, what the last what about uh, so what about? Oh, go ahead. We're down to the last couple minutes, so if we want we to. We are, so uh, okay. comic suggestions. Uh, any stuff for people to go out and grab stacks of uh, if they got some reading time coming up? Uh, this week's exciting stuff is uh, Spider-Woman number one is coming out, and uh, this is all I can tell you about this. I can't tell you who told me, but someone at Marvel. I asked them about a different book. about Right, right at FOC time, I said, hey, does this one tie into something major? Do I need to get this book? And, you know, has, this person has no reason to actually, like, tell me or not tell me. But all they all they said in the message back to me was, uh, nope, it's no, it doesn't really tie to anything, uh, but you should get Spider-Woman. So mm-hmm. something's going to go on in that book. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, it's, gonna... it's always good to get helpful hints, like you say before. <laughs> Sometimes you don't know, you know, what the big books are going to be, so... We'll know now to look out for uh, Spider-Woman 1. Is this going to be like the probably, what, fifth or sixth volume of seventh. Spider-Woman? Se- this is our seventh solo series. Seventh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. What about you, Chaz? Any suggestions, either uh, old or new, really, but uh, anything to look out for or new editions of, of trades or just old trades that you think if people have time coming up that they should finally check out? Oh, no. I'm looking forward to the Robin book. I like the Robin. 80th, yeah. Yeah, the 80th, Robin. But There'll probably be something amazing in there that we're going to miss. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely on the Spider-Woman train for sure, but uh, Robin is the only other book that I'm looking forward to. And I'm reading uh, Power Rangers TMNT number four. Oh my gosh, I, I like can't that. wait to see what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, we know what they're doing, but I want to know how they're getting there. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. I like it. It's a pretty fun read, but yeah, man, any of those is cool. And I'm curious mm-hmm. to find out what uh, the X-Ray Robot is all about. Yeah, extra robot, and then all of the Upshot AWA books drop. So it's uh, the first round of it's Hotel with two L's is their horror book. Uh, Archangel Eight, uh, The Resistance, and oh, I cannot remember. Oh no, I'm able to remember the fourth one, but they're they're all dropping tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's right. Cool. Pick up your books. Come to either one of our stores. Go to both of them. Get multiple copies of all, all the things that we have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pick up some books and just sort of hunker down and enjoy the art and writing. And and also, like, with all the cancellations at conventions and stuff, and you mentioned this, Michigan, last week, but uh, it's good to support these people because a lot of them depend on, you know, the convention appearances, the commissions and things. So if there have been any books that you want to pick up, just, you know, go to your favorite comics retailer, pick it up, um, support those artists and those writers, and we'll, we'll help everyone uh, get through this situation. But comics have always been a, uh, a great escape and a great way to, to use time. Uh, reading uh, can be so much fun. Absolutely. That's right, man. But I think we're all, we're all done. We're out of time. Well, hopefully we're not out of time, but, but oh, hopefully we we'll be back next week. Oh, yeah, that's true. We will be back. Mark will be back in the studio in this chair right here next week. So thank you for watching Nerd News Now, part of the Kingdom of Geekdom on Woodlands Online. Sponsored by Space Cadets Collection Collection 
and the adventure begins. Check out other shows on Woodlands Online like Taste Buds, Music Cafe, The Adventure Begins Show, Woodlands House and Home, The Best You, Weekly Fallout Sports Talk, and Between the Trees Business Talk. You can watch all of these on Woodlands Online and our partner station, KVQT HD 21, over the air on your TV. All of these shows and more are on Roku now. Search and add Woodlands Online TV to your streaming lineup. Now you can listen to our podcast show on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. It's cool, man. Thanks, Mark. Thank you, guys. We'll see you uh, next week. That's right. Thanks, Miss Jim. You're welcome. I'm Chad. Chaz. I'm Chaz, not Chad. Chaz. See you, nerds. <laughs> I forget who I am sometimes.